Chris Kiffin is in and D-line coach Jock Cesare stays. How will the dynamic of the new look on the coaching staff help Houston? And as Houston gears up for the offseason, why should saving money be a priority? And to tie it all in, we want to develop a great team here that we can deliver wins to the city of Houston. We want to deliver a championship here to the city of Houston, and that's what it, that's what it'll be about. You are locked on Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome in, everybody, to a Thursday episode of the Locked On Texan Podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of the NFL. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started today. I'm John Hickman. Of course, I'm joined by none other than Cody Davis here to discuss your Houston Texans. Today is Wednesday as we record this. And the only reason why I'm telling you guys this is because, well, every time we finish recording as of late, <laughs> some news drops about the Houston Texans, and we have to wait to discuss and talk about it. So just to let you guys know that this is Wednesday for our Thursday show. If anything else happens, we will discuss it. it was a slow day around the Houston Texans. Not much necessarily going on. However, there was a uh, – I thought it was a foregone conclusion, but hmm. it was a huge drop, bomb drop. Our good friend of the show, DJ Enemy, who covers the Houston Texans for ESPN. Well, Cody, he let it be known that with the <laughs> number two overall pick, the Houston Texans will take a quarterback. Had an opportunity to chime in on this discussion. And I want to say it just like this. Smart decisions ain't got to be hard decisions. Davis Mills played badly enough to make this the easiest decision for the Houston Texans of all decisions that they have to make this year. Yeah, and not only did DJB Enemy come out and say that, you know, this is somewhat of a foregone conclusion now, but he took it all the way back to the Houston Texans interview process. Now, look, the Houston Texans interview eight to nine candidates before they officially hire D'Amico Rines as their new head coach on, I believe it was January 31st, if I'm not mistaken. So every single time they went into the interview process, Cal McNair, um, general manager Nick Asirio, they made it be known that with the number two overall pick, they will be taking the quarterback, which means that at the end of the 2023 NFL draft, either Bryce Young or CJ will be a member of the Houston Texans. And John, I thought that this was very fitting that DJ released this information on yesterday because what took place on Tuesday, the Indianapolis Coast owner, Jim Ursay came out and said that, that that quarterback from Alabama looks pretty good. And we already played around with that on yesterday's show. But John, I do believe once again that, you know, even though I hate knowing that the Houston Texans do not have the number one overall pick because I would like for them to take the, the, the quarterback that they feel is the right quarterback for them. However, being number two, I think it's still a win-win situation because if you miss out on one, you have an opportunity to get the other um, best quarterback prospect prospect that's going to be on the draft board and look at the end of the day you know this also shows that davis mills a guy who 
he said it out of his own mouth that he believes that he did enough to retain his starting job for another season. However, anytime you have an opportunity to interview eight to nine candidates and every single one of those candidates was told that we're going to take a quarterback with the number two overall pick, which means that they're definitely going to rebuild this organization from the ground up, starting with a head coach, starting with a quarterback. Your two most important attributes in terms of how you want to build a successful franchise, unfortunately, I, I say unfortunately, given the promise and the hope I had for this young man a year ago, but unfortunately, it seems like Davis Mills' time as a starter for the Houston Texans is all but over. Yeah, uh, unfortunately. <laughs> That's why I said unfortunately, because if we go back a year ago, uh, go if we go back a year ago, you know, like I said, I had a lot of hopes and promise for this young man. <laughs> yeah, this is just another smart decision, man. And um, they've been on the roll of making smart decisions. And, and, and let me let me counter that by saying they've been on a roll by not making bad decisions, completely and not, and, flat out bad decisions. And I'm sorry to cut you off, but not just bad decisions. The decisions that they are making are decisions to let you know that they are 100% firm and sold on the hires that they're making, on the coaches that they're bringing in on the coaching staff. And, you know, as we continue to move on through free agency and through the draft, they're going to have an opportunity. And it's probably going to be Nick Casario's first real opportunity to do so, to bring in the players that he actually wants because Given everything that had taken place over the last two to three seasons, it always seems like the Houston Texans had to settle for this head coach, settle for this coaching candidate to be on the staff, settle for these players in free agency. I don't think that's going to be an issue no longer. Yeah, and to get back to the quarterback position, I just think that when you are addressing that die the need of a, of, a, of a position that is dire need for this franchise, it's a dire need of every franchise that doesn't have it. Go look right at New York with the Jets. They have a quarterback that everybody believes in, and that quarterback believes in that team. Then we, we may see a different playoff outcome if the Jets sneak in, right? Um, hmm. And so this is a smart decision. This is the decision that's easy to make. Again, it will be different if Davis Mills played a whole hell of a lot better than what he did this past season, but he didn't. And at times, well, we saw that he was yanked off the field. He lost the starter position because he was that bad. When you get that opportunity to bring in a new head coach, they want to make their own coaching staff changes and, and, and updates, well, by all means, do that. But let it be known, we are on the same page, which is why you are here in Houston. We will get a quarterback with the number two overall pick. That is the best decision. That is the smartest decision. It isn't wait a year to try to tank for Caleb Williams or Drake May because that tells me, and I'm talking specifically to a few people, but that tells <laughs> me that you are okay once again with mediocrity, mediocrity. We're being a mediocre team. We're being bad in back-to-back -back years. And that's funny because a lot of us made fun of the Jaguars being in that same mm. position. Difference is the Jags did it with Urban Meyer. The Jags wouldn't be back-to-back first-round, uh, very first pick of the NFL draft with Doug Peterson. I don't expect the Houston Texans to be picking top two again under D'Amico Ryans. And so <laughs> I want to kill that noise. The best decision to do is go out there and get your quarterback now. Don't wait. If you're looking for a delicious treat but don't want all of the fat and calories, then you got to try a Bill Bar. We just got through the holidays. And I know a lot of our goals are to eat a little bit healthier this year, right? With Bill Bar, 
healthiness is actually tasty. Uh, seriously, they're super delicious. You won't even think that they're bad for you because they're not. They're actually good for you. They are the perfect gift for a loved one. They are a perfect treat for yourself. And what makes Bill Bar so good? They're covered in 100% real chocolate. That's right, real chocolate. And they come in unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter, brownie, and coconut almond. So if you're close to the Sam's Club, run in and grab the 13 box right now of the Bill Bar. Hit any flavor you want. Brownie batter, churro, doesn't matter. They'll have it. Or stop at your nearest Walmart. You can always order online at Bill.com as well. Again, churro. Brownie batter, uh, uh, cookies and cream. They have every flavor, something that's out there for everybody. You'll thank me later. Again, Walmart, Sam's Club, or go to BillBar.com. Welcome back in, Locked On Texan listeners and viewers out there. So listen, Houston got some money this free agency. As of right now, they sit at around 33 million, not thousand, $33 million in cap space. And 11 million of that is dedicated to the draft class hold. By the way, shout out to Texans Cap. Does a great job on Twitter and on uh, YouTube of breaking down contracts, cap space for the Houston Texans. So by all means, go check them out. But you know, this is important. important in, in, this is an important time, excuse me, right now for the Houston Texans to evaluate who they have on a roster and if it's time to make some cuts. These cuts are important because some of these players you just need to move on from, right? And I think Cody and I may have a, a player that we are both ready just, just to see <laughs> moved on from. But then you also look at the possibility, the opportunity of increasing your salary cap. So, Cody, without further ado, a couple of players you think the Houston Texans should go ahead and move on from and get ready to start cutting. Yeah, and I'm going to start with the player that I do believe is probably on both of our lists, and that's safety, Eric Murray. Um, this is a guy who has played some very subpar um, it ain't play nothing cut that. Oh. <laughs> on the defensive side of the ball over the last couple of years. You know, probably ever since John and I started this podcast a couple of years ago, um, Eric Murray has been a player that – I don't I don't want to use the word hate because that's such a strong word, but that is a player yeah. that John really disliked once again, given the subpar production he gave. I don't like him as a per- dislike him as a person. Yeah, yeah, as a player. I always thought that Bill O'Brien, he had dirt <laughs> on Bill O'Brien to get that contract. It made no sense. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 it didn't make no sense then. It definitely doesn't make any sense now, especially considering that last year he played his least amount of snaps with 118, and that is, of course, the due to the emergence of Jalen Petrie. And, you know, on yesterday we talked about a couple of safeties that we would like to see um, pair in that defensive backfield next to Jalen Petrie or even, you know, be the second safety behind Jalen Petrie. I think the Houston Texans have an opportunity now to improve that safety position group, and that will start with cutting Eric Murray. Murray. On the offensive side of the ball, the one guy that I would like to see the Houston Texans move on from is Charlie Heck. Um, ever since the Houston Texans drafted him during the 2020 NFL draft, he has not really given the Houston Texans much on the offensive line as a tackle, um, especially considering that, you know, 
he really doesn't give the Houston Texans nothing with his run blocking. And when you take a look at how the Houston Texans are still going to be a run-heavy team, you take a look at the emergence of Damian Pierce, and you also got to take into consideration that a lot of what we see San Francisco do on the offensive side of the ball and how much they utilize the run, I'm pretty sure D'Amico Ryans and his coaching staff are going to do the same here, which means that the Houston Texans are definitely going to have to make sure that they get some very quality linemen that can act, that can help create that second and that third push on that offensive side of the ball in order to help the run game even become better in 2023. And speaking of the run game, the last guy that I'm looking at, and I know it's going to break my heart, but I'm looking at Darway or Um, I know ever since the end of the 2022 campaign, we have talked a lot about the Houston Texans finding their number two running back. Um, with that being said, if the Texans were to keep Darway on this roster once again, I think it's going to be a waste of a roster spot, just like, a, just like how it was last year. And if they do bring in that number two back, I don't see the Houston Texans utilizing him in no type of way. Yes, I understand that he is a, a, a quality pass catcher coming out of the backfield, but he didn't get an opportunity to really showcase his talents. Now you're looking at a situation where it seems like the whole Houston Texans team is going to be completely new, and he's just going to be the odd man looking in. Yeah, I 100% agree with you there with Eric Murray. It's time for him to go, right? <laughs> uh, I'm not even going to get too deep into it. Uh Charlie Heck is the one that is interesting to mm -hmm. me. And I say that because I look at Charlie Heck and I look at uh, Austin Deculus mm. and, and I kind of think that they cancel each other out right now. Uh, and I only, the only reason why I would give Heck, you know, uh, points over him is because he's, he's been in the league longer. Uh, I think for Houston, I would like to see both of those guys come back for depth purposes only. Uh, 17 game seasons, you got to include preseason practices. Uh, a lot of stuff can happen, and I think that between heck, him being a pro, being in Houston since 2020, uh, between Austin Deculus, who uh, I am really intrigued to see when and if he ever gets on the field for Houston, he was a part of that great offensive line, that great offense, great team with LSU when they went and won a championship. I do want to look at Justin Britt, right? That's the obvious, <laughs> the most obvious, right? He, he needs to go. Uh, I don't think there's a purpose for him anymore. If we look at the guys who Houston has on the roster right now, Jimmy Morrissey, um, who played the uh, – who stepped in for uh, Justin Britt this year? Um, Scott Quisenberry. Quisenberry, who I thought was, you know, fairly, you know, decent and playable. Uh and I'm going to tell you why it's important to move on from Justin Britt simply because Houston would save roughly around $2.3 million. <sighs> so that's a great, you know, you move on from a player who, by the way, I really hope everything is okay with Justin mentally and physically. Yeah. But you move on from a player that quit on you from the outside looking in. But you also move on from a player who was old, passes, playing time prime, and I don't think that he serves any purpose for this team moving forward. So you get money back and move on from them. Uh, I hate to say it, but good riddance, not in a bad way, but it's time to part ways. And I'll also will go with wide receiver Jalen Kemp. You know, you were saved oh, wow. uh, over $900,000 that can help you out with your salary cap, try to boost up some of those guys that are, that are on the lower tier. Um, 
And I, I've liked Kemp, but moving forward, I just think Houston needs to really invest into their wide receiver group. And I sense. look at Kemp the same way that you looked at um, Dare. Dare, right? Didn't get an opportunity on the consistent basis to really showcase what you can possibly be for this team in a year where they really need everybody to showcase <laughs> what are you what like you know what are you doing for me lately? And Kemp never was able to do so. Even I mean, if we look at Dare, Dare had a couple couple of moments who was able to show something, but Jalen Kemp never got that opportunity. So I think this is the perfect time for Houston to go ahead and move on from him. The NFL season is over, and the midway point of the NBA season is here. Now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sports book, because our new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets. If your first bet doesn't win, just download the FanDuel app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Don't miss out on your chance for the no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets. When you go to fanduel.com slash locked on, that's fanduel.com slash locked on. Welcome back in, locked on Texans listeners and viewers. Chris Kiffin is in and officially named a part of the Houston Texans coaching staff. He will not be coaching the defensive line as his resume has led us to believe. However, mm. he will be the official Houston Texan linebacker coach. Uh, coach Jock Sazir will be sticking around as the defensive line coach, and I like that. Listen, D'Amico Ryans at his, at his press conference said this. We want a diverse coaching staff. That's not only diversity in race, of course, but diversity <laughs> in experience. What we want is experienced coaches. We want guys who are positive and bring positive energy. We want guys who can connect with player. That is why I'm okay with keeping Coach Sazir as their D-line coach and on this staff. Listen, some of the mid to end of the season improvements, like Ogbo Okawankwo, who finished the season mm. with five sacks. Uh, Roy Lopez, he improved his QB pressures, his QB pressure numbers throughout the season, going from three pressures in the first half of the season to six in the second half of the season. Same for Malik Collins, who ended the year with seven tackle for losses compared to two at the start of the season. I don't know about Coach Kiffin. I'm going to be completely honest with you there, especially about him being the linebacker coach. I'll let you guys know my man Jeff from Locked On Brown said how he felt that, you know, the truth is what he was recently with the Browns uh, coaching staff as their defensive line coach. No real improvement there from any other guy. So I don't know what mm -hmm. we're going to get out of Coach Kiffin being the linebacker coach. Uh, but he did coach – Linebackers with his brother at FAU. His brother is Lane Kiffin. He coached some linebackers at FAU in 2017, where he coached Aziz Al Sayer. Hmm. So maybe that's a uh, big reason why he is here in Houston as a linebacker coach. I will say this: he's been a four-three system for the previous spots that he's been in, and I'm assuming that'll be the same for Houston in terms of what defense they'll run. I am curious and intrigued to see how this will turn out. I just don't have anything to show for because even as a D-line coach in his last stop with Cleveland, hasn't been much improvement outside of guys like Miles Garrett, but Miles Garrett was already a monster when he got there. And I don't know how this is going to work out for the linebackers. Um, I don't really think it's that much of a concern because the head coach 
was a former all pro linebacker. Yeah. And the yeah. head coach, you know, has a lot of support. And, you know, I know we are expecting guys like Christian Harris to take the next step. But once again, I, I don't think that this is one of those, you know, this is going to be an end-all, be-all on how a lot of these players are going to develop. But, John, what I would say is this, you know, with Shazir retaining his role as a defensive line Coach, that is where I would like to say that I'm a little bit skeptical about that. Um, no disrespect to him, only because the main guy on that defensive front that I continuously keep talking about is John Grenard. I want to see John Grenard take that next step. Unfortunately, he did not do it last year. However, like I keep mentioning, it's hard to evaluate him due to his injuries. So, you know, at the end of the day, man, I think the Houston Texans are going to be a very good defensive team in 2023. They showed promise under Lovey Smith at times in 2021 and 2022. And now that you have a, a more minor um, defensive-minded coach, I think that's going to work wonders for a lot of these guys. Thank you guys for checking out today's episode of the Locked On Texan Podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter and Locked On Texans, and also subscribe on YouTube as well. And as always, I'm your host, Cody M. Davis. Please remember to follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. Once again, that's Cody, C-O-T-Y, D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, peace.